Welcome to the Instant Journeyman Podcast Monday Motivation Series. I'm your host, Jeremy Andrzejewski. And with the Monday Motivation Series, we're going to go ahead and start off by interviewing successful businessmen and women, entrepreneurs, athletes, award-winning chefs, healthcare professionals, and so on to learn what drives them to be successful and what keeps them motivated once they are successful. So if you're having a rough week, or just need a little bit of a, a kick in the ass, uh, that's what we're here to do. So uh, please enjoy. All right, and today's guest is Melissa Duran Connor. Melissa is a publicist and strategic thinker with over 12 years of industry experience. In July 2014, Melissa joined Jennifer Bett Meyer at Jennifer Bett Communications as the agency's partner and managing director, and growing the company into the leading agency for fast-growing consumer brands that are redefining the modern marketplace. In 2017, Melissa was honored by the Public Relations Society of America as a member of its inaugural 15 Under 35 Awards and holds a regular speaking presence across conferences, panels, and podcasts. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome Melissa Duran Connor. All right, welcome Melissa. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm so happy to be doing this with you. Me as well. Me as well. I, I, I had your husband on, I believe, three weeks ago, and he's he's crushing it at life. And I know that you are crushing it at life as well. And I wanted to get you on. And uh, finally, you're on. I'm here, finally. <laughs> but let's do it. I'm excited. All right. Yes. Um. So just a, a brief history on how we met. Um, my best friend from college, Sean, uh, you started dating him, geez, a long time ago, right? Like, you guys have uh, been like together a, forever. I think 11 years or we're going 11 or 12, 11, I think we'll say. All right. So so 11 years ago, uh, I, I, I ended up meeting you and uh, you were awesome. Then we, uh, you, you came down and, and visited me without him you weren't there for me but you were there for work we hung out that was a lot of fun all right that turned out to be one of my most favorite trips and sean don't be insulted but the trip (laughs) i came down with i went down to see you with my best friend for our basel turn out to you (laughs) should we tell a story of what like the the first I I, I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all. I I didn't want to say it because I wasn't sure if you wanted to share that. (laughs) No. Oh, I tell everyone the story. I I love it. I well, so yes, I I met you a long time ago. Sean took me down to Miami. We stayed with you and I had the best time. You're such a good host. Um, But then a couple of years later, my best friend was going down to our bottle for work. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to tag along. And it's so funny because when I was on that trip with you, I talked about like, you know, I am ready to get married. I want to marry Sean, blah, blah, blah. And a week later, he proposed when I came back. I remember. (laughs) Yeah, but um, the trip is particularly memorable because, Jeremy, you took me to my first strip club. (laughs) (laughs) And, And it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even like a podunk one. Like, you took me to, like, a really, like, raunchy, like, (laughs) <laughs> like the one that like Justin Bieber was like, like speeding out of and like all the tabloids are covered. I was like, okay, if I was going to go and you know, what? I haven't been to one since. So that was like eight years ago. Um, so if that was my one experience with strip club, I'm very grateful to you for that. Cause it was pretty memorable. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I was actually there. Um, they had MMA fights in the back and, 
a bunch of guys that I was I was rolling jujitsu with were were going to be in that fight, and some of them were coaching. So I was there, and you guys just got back from work or whatever, and you're like, "What are you guys up to?" And I was like, "Well, we're at a strip club for <laughs> MMA fight." Casually. And and I was like, you know, you can you can meet us out if you want, and you're like, "I've never been." Sure. So then you great. and your you and your friend show up, and and my my favorite of all moments at a strip club was I'm sitting there with you and your friend and you guys are like, wow, these girls are talented. And then you go, Hey, we wanted to show appreciation, you know, for, for, for crashing at your place and being a great host. Um, we wanted to know, do you want to get a strip or do you, do you, do you want a, a lap dance from one of the strippers or, oh, yeah. or, or do you want a shirt, <laughs> a custom made shirt? I was like, I'll make a custom made shirt. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. But yes, we did offer you a shirt from one of our clients or a lap dance. Um, and, and I took the shirt. Classy ladies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was, I was, did. I was loving that. That was, that was probably my favorite <laughs> strip club moment. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I forgot that. Oh man. Yeah. So, so then you guys got married, had, had, uh, now you have two children, which are awesome. And yeah. And you're living, uh, you're living the life. You and you guys are now where? Where you guys? You guys are in not in New York City anymore, right? No, we ended up buying a place in Connecticut after quarantining with my parents for four months. Um, and we, yeah, no, it was great. My parents were awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had a blast, and luckily, you know, they had the space for us. Luckily, in a yard for Reese, who's our older daughter. Um, because I was pregnant for most of that quarantine and we had a great time, but we didn't, we, we can't, we couldn't live with them forever. And we knew we weren't going to go back to Brooklyn. We just weren't comfortable being in like the epicenter of what was going on. Um, and so we kind of like fast tracked our plans to buy a place outside the city by a couple of years, but it was the right thing to do. And we're so happy and we're so lucky, um, to have this place and space. And now we, you know, kind of are living our, family of four life here. So, um, we are very, very that's, lucky. That's awesome. Uh, and I'm, I'm very happy for you guys cause it's, it, it, it seems like a beautiful house and you guys have, you know, two awesome kids. I see you guys going apple picking and everything. So I it's, know it's a full suburban dream for sure. You guys, for sure. For sure. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and, and, and jump in. Yeah, and let's motivate some people. Let's motivate some people by learning what you did to get to where you were. So how, how did you get to where you are in your career or, or, or life? You know, I mean, you, you have a pretty successful career, if I say so myself. And then you have a very, I, I would think, a very successful life as well. So how did you get to where you are? Like, was it was it hard work? Was it connections? Was it a little bit of both? Uh, because, you know, it's it's a it's a very interesting, you know, story how you became, you know, I, I believe you're a partner at uh, the firm you are, or, or even co-founder. I don't even remember, but you, you, you've really jumped, you know, heads and heads, leaps ahead at an early age. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think um, I've always grow. I was always an old soul. Um, anyone who knew me when I was in middle school and high school would, would agree to that. Um, and I always was looking to the future in the sense of enjoying the present. I had the best adolescence and growing up in childhood. So I still enjoyed the present, but I was always looking towards the future and how I was going to build a life that I was proud of. And that 100% comes with, from my parents first and foremost. They are very hardworking people. They um, gave my sister and I everything we needed to be successful in life. Um, 
through all of their own hard work. So part of it was motivation of, I don't want to let them down. I want them to look at what I've done with myself. I'm 34 now and be super, super proud. And I could confidently say they're very proud of wh where I've landed and where my sister is. So um, I think that's been probably the most long lasting, you know, or, or longest lasting motivator is just making my parents proud. Um, for So for everything they've sacrificed, they could look back and say, you know, it was worth everything because, you know, she's happy and and it's not even that oh does she make a lot of money does she have this nice big house it's more of like melissa's happy because she's created a life that she's happy in um so that's the first thing for sure but i also um really always beyond that wanted to make something of myself in general like independent of my desire to make my parents proud just always had a lot of ambitions, always knew I would quote unquote be something. And that doesn't mean like, you know, the president of the United States, it just means I, 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 I have space in the world or I, I own space in the world in some way. Um, and I didn't know what I would be when I was younger, but I just knew I had to work toward it. So I spent a lot of time, you know, I, I focus on my schoolwork. I volunteered. I was, I did team sports, all those things that like are important to grow and develop as a human being that you need all of those little bits and pieces that you learn from those experience to be who you're going to be when you're an adult. Um, and then a hundred percent your network. Um, so it's, you know, it's an emotional motivator in my parents, my family, a personal motivator. Um, it's, you know, being hardworking, but then also knowing that um, your relationships with people are also going to be how you get to where you are going to eventually end up. Um, so trying to be kind and nice. And, and I wasn't and I made mistakes along the way and wasn't always the kindest or the nicest, but learned from that. But um, making sure you kept your relationship strong and positive and professional, um, that's also part of the reason why I'm where I am today. So um, it's a lot of those things uh, combined. It's not easy. That's, I guess that's the short, the short answer is it's not easy to be successful, um, if that makes sense. Right. I actually, I saw a quote from Elon Musk and it said, being poor is hard. And then it says, being rich or successful is hard. Pick the hard path you want. And I was, I was really like, holy crap, that's a really good point. Like being, being poor is hard because you're finding, you know, how am I going to get money for this? How am I going to do right. that? But being successful or, or rich or whatever is hard as well. Just pick the hard you want to do and, 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 you know, deal with the issues that come with that. So mm -hmm. I, I, I like that you said that it's, you know, being successful is hard. Like you have to, it's, it's, it's not an easy task to do. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. And and now you tell us a little bit about you know what what your uh, you know I, I know the bio covered a bunch of it but tell us a little bit about what your your role is and you know what your company does and and things like that so so the listeners can understand you know how you got to where you are there yeah absolutely so I'm the partner not a partner the partner, the partner. <laughs> and managing director of Jennifer Beck communications we also go by JBC um, so we're a media relations agency that we're about seven years old um, and I joined as a partner with Jennifer Meyer who um, I've known obviously the past seven years but before that we had met 
at an agency that's now defunct, not because of us, <laughs> it, it was many years after us. Um, but she grew a really successful PR division within that agency. And she actually hired me when I was, um, I want to say like 24. And um, I, I just really liked her spirit and her vibe and her energy. She was also very good at her job. And I was like, this is someone who I want to work with. Um, so I went there and, you know, two months later or whatever, she put in her notice to go somewhere else. I was like, oh, this is fun. Um, and <laughs> so we, we kind of like, you know, went in different directions for a couple of years. Um, I ended up going in-house to a few brands and she was in-house at a few brands doing PR and communications. Um, and it was crazy because around the same time, independent of each other, she started a consultancy, obviously called Jennifer by Communications, and was working with some of the bigger brands in the fashion space on how to kind of modernize for what was happening with the direct-to-consumer boom of brands and whatnot and, and how to become more digitally savvy um, and rethink their PR strategies. And at the same time, I – and this is a, a big, you know, kind of – Thank you to Sean. Like he, at that time, I was getting really bored with my in-house job, and I knew that I was more of an agency person. I really liked working with a lot of brands, and more importantly, I really wanted to work with brands that had more than just a product to sell. They had a bigger story to talk about and a bigger something like to stand on. Um, so when I look back at all the brands I was excited about that I had worked on, it was brands like Tom's or Roxy, who had these amazing like Olympic snowboarders, female snowboarders and surfers that I was representing. And like, this makes, this is what excited me. And I want, and then there was that direct consumer boom. So Sean was like, listen, we don't have kids. We don't have a mortgage. You've always wanted to be out on your own or be more entrepreneurial. Like just do it now. Like, cause I was toying with it. And I was getting really a little bit nervous about, um, freelancing or going out on my own. And he kind of just said, just go for it. And you kind of need that one, that one like kind of endorsement or endorser to say like, you could just go do it sometimes when you're feeling a little nervous or scared. And it was really helpful to know I had someone who had my back. So I just did it and started consulting and working with a lot of young brands and was like the happiest I'd ever been in my entire PR life. Um, and maybe a couple of months into that, Jen emailed me because a mutual friend of ours, I guess Jen had asked, I'm getting too much business. I need more help. Does anyone know anyone great who could kind of support me? And then our mutual friend actually was like, hey, you know, Melissa is consulting too, right? She's doing her own thing. You should work together. Um, so we kind of like refound each other and reconnected um, and realized that we could change how PR was being done and rewrite the rules of the agency client relationship and work with the fastest, coolest growing startups in, you know, we work with fashion, retail, beauty, health and wellness, um, food and Bev social impact. I mean, it's, it, it's really exciting the kind of breadth of work we do. Um, and we just, that's when we decided to formally partner up. And I said, you know, I want to come and work with you. Let's do this together, but you know, I want to do it as your partner. Um, so, um, we did it. That's it. You know, she, she thought about it and, and, and it made sense for her and she, and, you know, we just work so well together that being partners, um, and, and kind of 
founding what would then be JVC and how we're known together was like the turning point in my career. And, and again, that was the second time. Now I've never been happier doing what I do um, because we get to choose the brands we work with and the founders we get to be a part of their journey. And we have an amazing team. So, um, so yeah, we're really, I always say we're lucky, but you know, that luck comes with a lot of hard work, but you still have to be super grateful for it. Right. So I, I, I was, I was just going to say, I, a lot of people will go ahead and say, uh, you know, a lot of it, it was luck, but it was luck because of all the hard work that I did. So I, I think that's important to stress is like, it wasn't just pure luck. It was a lot of hard work led up to a bunch of things fitting into each other to oh, make 100%. what it is an awesome team. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm looking right now at a pair of Toms that I have, I have like a shoe rack in front of me and I, the only reason I have Toms is because Sean wore Toms a lot and, and I was like, those are cool. And I need very casual, just like slip-ons to go ahead and just walk around. So, yeah. and, and you were, you were with Toms for a while, right? You're, they were a client of yours for a while. Yeah. Honestly. It was right when I met Sean. Yeah. That's when I was representing Toms and, um, but, and, but think about it, like you loved Tom's because a friend of yours told you about it. But when you probably heard the story of what Tom's is and that it's more than just a shoe, it's a one for one and the give back, yep. you probably felt more loyal to that brand and probably continued shopping because of that. That's exactly why that brand is special and why I, the brands we work with all have something like that. Something that you're like, I bought this because when someone asked me what I'm wearing or what I'm carrying or what I'm eating, I'm like, oh, it's this brand, this cool founder does X, Y, Z, or this brand does this, or they're sustainable, or, you know, it's about a story. So um, that's, what I like we, that. That, that's what we specialize in. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's how consumers um, interact with brands is the emotional connection to it. They're, they're thinking about how they feel good about it and how, what, it, what does it mean about you as a person? Because you interact with that brand, whether you're wearing it, eating it, carrying it, using it, you know, um, you're creating your own personal brand with the brands you buy and use. So, um, that's, you know, that's why we get excited about what we're doing. Cause we tell those stories and get it out there. So the consumers know, you know, how to, how to vote with their dollar and what brands they want to go with. That's great. That's, I, that's a great way to look at it too. Uh, Cause I, I think a lot of people do it subconsciously. So I, I think that's, that's key. Yeah. I mean, I think if they took a step back and took a minute to think about it, you'd be like, oh my gosh, of course, that's why I do it. Because, you know, the minute I say it to you, you're like, oh yeah, that's why I like Tom's too. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah um, absolutely. But yeah, it is, but it is certainly um, not a super conscious effort. It's, it's, but you know, you kind of do it because you feel it. You don't do it because you're thinking about it. That's what shopping's all about. It's really, yeah. the, it's a feeling. See, and and I, I'm learning all this new stuff. I, 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 I at least I'm not learning. I'm just it's I'm opening up my eyes to it. So that's this is this right, is why we have exactly. this podcast. <laughs> so so I, what when you reached a, a level of success, and and I, you know, I, I I invite people on here who I think have reached a level of success that I think is awesome. So when you reach that level of success, uh, what what keeps you motivated, like? What keeps you driven to keep on going and try? I mean, are you trying to reach another level or are you just like trying to keep status quo? Or are you like, I hit it now. I'm just going to go ahead and just ride it out, you know, like so. And I know that's not your your attitude at all towards it. But what what keeps you driven to keep on going? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a but it's a few different things. I think one of it, one probably the most the strongest thing is personal pride. Um, I just continuously want to out 
grow what I've done already and do more in the sense of, okay, well, I've already done that. I've accomplished that. We have what's next. And anyone who works for me is going to laugh and say the same thing. Cause all they hear, like, I think they think Melissa's motto is what else, what's next, because they'll get a huge story in the New York times and I'll be like, that's awesome. What's next? <laughs> you know? Cause it's like, great. We've done that. We've hit that benchmark. What is the next level of success for you as a publicist for your client? And that's the same for me. I'm constantly thinking this is okay. This is my next step. This is what I want to accomplish and achieve. Is it, you know, are we signing or Jen and I signing new clients in a certain category or actually when, um, we were first starting out, we were f more firmly rooted in fashion and beauty because that's where we had both come from. But um, just being exposed to the food and bev industry more because of Sean, obviously, I saw there, A, there was so much, so many exciting brands in that space. There was so much going on. And I said, we should have a food and bev division and we should become experts in that space. And let's work towards that. So while we were re doing really well in fashion and beauty, we could have remained a fashion and beauty agency forever and continued to um, be great at that and, and whatnot and grow. But they, we had other ambitions. We wanted to be experts in the food and bev space, but also health and wellness. And let's, oh, let's do us have a social impact division. So um, I think we're always looking up and saying, well, let's create a level of um, greatness that's happening right now, but what's the next thing? So I think personal pride is always um, probably like the biggest motivator for me when thinking about the business and thinking about my own personal life and, you know, trying to be, you know, an even better mom today than I was yesterday than I was the day before, you know, um, and you don't always succeed and that's okay. And, and whatnot, but you want to have the motivation and the ambition to, because you eventually will get there. When you make a mistake, you learn from it and get better and then you can achieve that goal. So I would definitely say personal pride. Um, and then there's like funny things like, oh, we have a mortgage now. So we have to, you know, continue working hard and, and doing well. And, you know, and we have two girls and eventually they're going to go to school and, you know, they're going to want things. And right now we just give them things. Right. But there's a time when your kids start saying, you know, I need this and I want that. And you want to be able to not spoil, but give your kids, you know, as much realistically as you can, um, without turning them into brats. So that's also a good motivator. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that's, that's, that's a great answer is, you know, personal pride. And then, and then you brought your family into it and then you say like all the, all the other miscellaneous things that, that tie up to being, uh, you know, adulting basically. Uh, so I, I, I think that's a great, you know, a great motivation to, to keep going. Um, yeah, I, you know, and I always say like the one thing I probably forgot too is, um, well, not forgot, but it's just, it's just as important as a huge motivator. And we said, everyone says, what's the hardest thing about running a business? And Jen and I will unequivocally say it's, um, finding and retaining talent because we need a certain kind of person who will thrive, um, at JVC and, and be the kind of publicist we need. But, um, they are a huge motivator for both of us to, make sure our business is healthy and that we're doing well and that our clients are happy and that we're continuously thinking about how to grow the business on a regular basis. So the team itself is like, they've trusted us with their careers, their livelihoods, and uh, we don't take that for granted at all. So that would, I, I don't want to 
forget to mention that because I think that's important. I think a lot of people when are asked when they're asked this question, they don't remember that their team, like how much their team matters to their own success because we wouldn't be JVC without them. So making sure they're happy, they're balanced, they're you know focused in the right way um, and feeling supported, and that they're they're in a work environment that makes them feel good um, is a, is really really important and also a huge motivator. So I would say. All the personal pride, my family and our team, hundred percent. That's awesome. Uh, and that, I mean, uh, I'm not tooting your own horn or, you know, patting you on the back, but that's, that's, that's a sign of good leaders is to in, incorporate that into the motivation of the growth of the business of, of your career, of Jen's career. Like, so I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and, and you learn, you have to learn that from other people. I learned it from Jen. So, you know, she had been in leadership roles, for longer than I had. Um, and she'll be annoyed that I'm bringing it up because it it kind of maybe shows that she's a little older than me, but she <laughs> is stunningly beautiful and my favorite person. So she'll be okay with that. But, um, but I learned it from her 100%. I give her all of the credit of, of that is, you know, she's fiercely loyal to her team and, and taught me how to be that way as well. So, um, you know, I, I definitely encourage anyone in leadership positions to to learn that lesson because I again I do see it forgotten so much that your team you're nothing without your team without the support system you have and whatnot. So anyway, I just wanted to reemphasize nope. that because I think it's really important. That's awesome. So so now uh, just to just to switch things up and be more on on the like the inner workings of somebody who's successful is. What what time of the day do you do you generally wake up? Are you an early riser? Or is it like a you know more of a you know what I like my sleep right and need my beauty rest? Or are you you know five days a week you're up and at them super early in the morning and then you know on the weekends you sleep in until noon? You know wh- how, yeah. how, how does that work? Because because most a lot of people are very interested and 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 you see a lot of famous people saying like I get up at four or I get up at six or. You know, I, I, I do all my work in the morning and then I, I you know, whatever. So I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah. Um, I will have to give you two answers, pre-kids and post-kids. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, so pre-kid, I'm, I'm someone who needs a solid eight to nine hours of sleep every day to be a functioning and tolerable human. So <laughs> um, I value my sleep. I like to be like even if I was out to dinner with girlfriends, like I'm like, I need to be home by a certain time so I can go to bed. Um, or if I like got home late, I will sleep in in the morning. So the, the lug, the, I had a little bit of flexibility in when I can get up, but for the most part before kids, I was probably getting up around eight, eight thirty, which is kind of late. Um, but I really need the, the sleep. Um, I'm a, and I would get into the office when we we're going to the office around nine thirty or 10. Um, because I'm, I know myself, I'm a hyper functional, efficient person. So I can get a lot done in a couple of hours compared to a lot of other people in a whole day. Um, so I know if I'm well rested, I can get um, a, a ton done. Um, if I'm not, I'm super cranky and no one wants to be around me then. So um, yeah, I, and, and I was definitely a person who would do, I do workouts after work. I, I consider it part of the work day is getting a workout in. And because if I go home, just forget it. I'm not going back out. Um, so unlike my husband who gets up at five in the morning and loves to work out in the beginning of the day, I'm more of a lounge. Let's relax in the morning, ease into the day, and then let's go on hyper speed for the rest of the day and 
work out and I'm home around, you know, I was home around like 7.30, So yeah, that's, that was pre-kids. Now post-kids and also pandemic wise, I'm up with my youngest um, around 6.30 and then our older daughter gets up around seven and it's just like kid time. Um, and I get, you kind of logged on to work around 8.45. Um, and then it's kind of just like a ping pong session for the rest of the day of kids work, kids work, kids work. Um, but again, I can get a lot done in a short amount of time. So I just try to stay focused on what I need to get done for the team, for our clients. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm definitely like a rest number one person. <laughs> I, yeah, I love it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm similar where I will, I will wake up, you know, generally I've been waking up around like seven thirty, seven forty-five, and mm-hmm. then, you know, I'll ease into it. You know, I'll lay around for maybe like half hour. Um, and, and then I'll, I'll start my day, you know, get the boys ready and all that stuff. Um, but I, I, I can't work out in the morning. You know, I, I talk to a lot of my friends and they're all like, yeah, I work out in the mornings and it's great. And you know, I, I, I feel energized. I can't do it. Um, my one buddy works out in the afternoon. So uh, if I can like during lunch, I'll just, I'll just do, you know, 30 minute workout. I'll eat, you know, eat lunch and then, you know, at my desk and just, you know, continue on with the day. Uh, that, that doesn't happen too often, but yeah, I would like it if I can get that more of a routine. Um, and then when, you know, when it's not pandemic time, I prefer to work out right after work. Like you said, right after work, just mm-hmm. get it done, you know, because when I go home, I'm, I'm not, I'm not working out, you know, I'm like, ah, it's, you know, I need a little snack or, you know, I, I need this, I need that. And then, yeah. and then it's like, oh, the boys need this and we got to go to baseball and we got to do this. So it's just like, oh gosh, I, yeah, you get yeah. too many other things. And also I'm like a little bit OCD or type A, I don't know how you categorize it, but to me, going home and going back out to work out is like going backwards. And I have like an unbelievable aversion to going backwards, which is like one of my weird quirks. Like to me, that just feels like I'm, ta- I'm taking backwards steps in the day. So I just can't do it. That's a very interesting way of looking at it. I, I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. Taking backwards steps. So while I'm out, just get it done. I like that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, and, and now you know, having two kids, having a crazy husband like you do, um, you know, and, and having, yeah. And, and having, <laughs> and having a job, uh, a high demanding job, I would say, um, there's levels of stress that come. And when you have that stress, like what do you, what do you do to relieve that stress? Are you a, are you a meditator? Are you a, a workouter? Are you a eater, right? Stress eater or, or stress starver, right? Like when I, I know a long, I long time ago. I'm the person who's a stress starver. I've never heard of that. <laughs> and I want to meet someone who just does not eat because they're stressed. You knew me when I went through a, a pretty rough breakup back in yeah. the day. I, I lost. I lost 25 pounds because I didn't eat. So that I, you're, you're oh, talking I, to a stress starver. Oh, geez. No, you know, okay, that makes sense. I thought you were just like working out like a crazy person, like refocusing your like anger and like oh, sadness I, working out. I, I definitely was working out like a madman, but, but I you just wouldn't eating. eat. Oh, I would, I would, I, I literally, I think there was like four days. I, that I, didn't I, eat a thing I wish I, I just knew that because I would have flown to Miami and slapped you in the face <laughs> to get you like, to shit. like, you gotta get over it. You gotta eat something. Yeah. I was, um, I was which, like super thin. Yeah. So based on the answer, you probably can guess that like I'm a food lover, so I cannot not eat. 
Um, right. <laughs> but from a stress relief perspective, I definitely take joy in food. So for sure, if I'm like super stressed, I'll make sure I have a delicious lunch because, um, and I won't skimp out on lunch. Like I don't think I overeat. I'm sure there are times where I'm like, give me that donut because I'm so stressed out. But for the most part, I just want to enjoy the meal because I know that will bring me some, will bring me joy um, out of it. So I pay more attention to that when I'm stressed. I definitely am a like, if I'm stressed, I will pour the biggest glass of wine because it just, it, it really does release the tension and some, and people might be like, oh my God, that's so ridiculous to rely on alcohol. But I mean, I, for what it is, it does, it helps, you know, it allows me to my shoulders to relax a little bit, my mind to clear up a tiny bit, which gives me just enough space to to separate from the stress. And I think that's really important. Um, the other side of it is I'm also thrive on stress. So if I'm resorting to the wine or something, it must be a really bad kind of stress. Like there must be something that's, you know, I'm being faced with that is more than what I'm used to because otherwise I actually very much like am fueled by the stress of the job and everything I have to do. Um, it kind of gives me energy, but if it's to a point where I need some kind of release or outlet, it's typically just making sure I'm in, like whatever I'm putting in front of me food wise is absolutely delicious and not just like a piece of pizza. Um, unless it's like the best pizza I've ever had in my life. So yeah, I mean, I think it's that, and it's also like being with my family and spending time with Reese, our older daughter, cause or grace and being with them allows you to like reprioritize your life and realize these two little people are more important than anything. So whatever you're stressed about, um, it doesn't matter. You know, I think perspective is also like helps me battle stress is you have perspective on life and, and what's important, then it's easy to then feel again, like giving your space away from that stress. So hopefully that's a helpful answer. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious what you envision a, amazing lunch to be talking like like steak are you talking about like just maybe or, or or are you talking like grilled cheese you know and you know all these different things like what do you, what, no, what's a, what's I an mean, amazing like, flavorful lunch like i want like it's like don't say <laughs> strawberry salad you know like I'm no, gonna... no 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 i'm thinking like it has to be it could be something as simple as like i don't know like a really delicious big piece of salmon which is like healthy, but then like something bad with it, like mac and cheese and a side salad. Like, cause all that's like, you got the bad part and the healthy part and, but salmon's so delicious, you know? So you're kind of yeah. mixing it up. So you don't feel don't like think... you went too far one way or the other. So yeah. Nice I, balance. I was thinking like a nice, like juicy burger and then, you know, maybe a side salad. Yeah. Uh, that, like that would, that would know, be a good one. Cause a lot of times you're just rushing through lunch. Like to your point, when we were in the office, I was just eating lunch at my desk and it was like, literally I would just tack on to whatever everyone else was ordering. I'm like, whatever you're getting, just get me something. Everyone kind of knows what I like and don't like. So they just like would order me lunch or just get it, like include me. And I never really thought about lunch, but if I'm super stressed and I'm really sitting there thinking what is going to make me happy right now. And maybe it is a burger. Maybe it's, maybe it's a delicious burger at the time or, or it is that piece of like a big juicy piece of salmon, or maybe it's like amazing sushi. I don't know what it is. It depends on my mood in that day, but you know, I want to be able to sit there and enjoy it because I know that's, what's going to like kind of relieve that stress. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and now, I, I heard, and before we get to uh, you know I, what I call now the million dollar question, uh, but before we get there, uh, I, I heard you know on Sean's 
interview that he loves to grill now and he's been grilling oh, yeah. the storm. Is he, oh, is he, he sure grilling you? Is he grilling you anything special lately? Is it, is, oh is my he... gosh. It's, it's been like a grilling, like craziness over here, which is awesome. <laughs> um, he's been doing a lot of different, he did an asabuco. He like put it in this, like a in like a cast iron or huge like thing and then put it in the grill, um, which is like looked very fancy and it was delicious. Um, but probably my favorite thing he's done so far is a whole red snapper. Cause it's one of my favorite fish in the world, but it needs to me, I'm like, it has to be whole and it has to be grilled or fried, but he's, he did a oh, really man. good job with it. It was so good. Um, I'm trying to think what else, but I think there's plenty, plenty, he has probably a lot more in store. He did a pork butt over labor day. Um, and that, oh my God, that came out so good. Actually, now I think about it, we were pulling it apart and it was just like butter just coming off. It was so good. So yeah, he's definitely, um, stepped up his game on the grilling front and kind of is, I think he'll be that guy in the middle winter when there's snow on the ground, still outside grilling. (laughs) In a short. (laughs) Which I'm totally fine with. And, and are you, are you, uh, do you have any special dishes that you like to, to make yourself? Cause I, I like, I, I could tell you this, uh, during the quarantine I've, I've noticed between, uh, Fran and I, like she knocks, you know, knocks the socks off when she cooks. And, and I, I didn't know that about her. I, you know, her, mm-hmm. her mother is a really good cook, but she makes Laotian and Vietnamese food. Um, yeah. and then. All of a sudden, quarantine happened, and Fran never really cooked. She maybe cooked like one or two dishes, you know, uh, but nothing really big for me ever before we got married. And then this happened, and we, for like 15 days straight, she just made meal after meal every night, unbelievable food. Yeah, and I was like, I holy crap. It. I was like, I, I, like, I fell in love all over again. I had no idea. <laughs> I know. No, you know, I think Sean and I both have always enjoyed cooking. Um, it's, it's really therapeutic 100%. So I guess you can add that as a stress reliever pre kids. Um, I haven't done as much since we've had kids, but, um, but I'm more of a baker. I really, really enjoy making sweet treats. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah. So have kind of started picking that up now because Reese is almost two. So she can, we can do like fun, like mom and me like baking activities. So I've been jumping back into that recently, which has been really, really fun. Um, but Sean is an excellent cook. He is more of an adventurous cook in the sense that he just looks, he'll be like, I want, I want to make this meat and I need to come. I want to, he pulls from all different cuisines. Like he's not afraid to, to experiment with different seasonings or cooking styles where I'm more of like, I kind of rely on my. No, we lost you. We lost you there. So. Can you hear me? Wait. I can hear you now. Okay, yeah, sorry. just you, 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 we, My, I'll, I'll splice it here. You kind of rely on your. Yeah. Um, I rely on what I know and kind of, you know, my arsenal of go-tos on, in the cooking front. And he really is, steps out of his comfort level and tries new things. Like he made like, you know, pork fried rice or egg fried rice for the first time on this, you know, quarantine. Like he just has made so many amazing things that, um, and really kind of, fed us um when we were at my parents he cooked every single night and made a new dish every night so it's been awesome and he's still he's been cooking every night since we moved into our new place too so um i'm very that's awesome. spoiled 
Yeah, yeah that sounds great. that sounds wonderful. <laughs> it's it I, is wonderful. <laughs> I, I do I do enjoy seeing uh, you know you guys with with Reese cooking. Like I, I just saw uh, I think it was on your Instagram where you were rolling out dough. Yeah, it's been, I mean, like I said, it's been so nice because, you know, I haven't baked in a really long time, but now that she's old, you know, old enough, she's almost two, it's fun to do these like little baking activities with her and, and have these memories together. So um, we're going to keep doing it and, and do like maybe one thing a week is what I'm trying to do because I don't see her all day. She, we're, we're very lucky. She has her nanny who lives with us, um, who, you know, she spends all day with and while I'm working and watching Grace. So I don't really get to see her much during the day. So it's nice to have these kind of planned activity moments where we have just our own time. So it's, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. I, and, and yeah. for, for those wondering and saying like, how does this motivate me? I, 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 I like having the conversation go organically and I think it motivates people to see that just because you're successful in one area of life, you don't have to go ahead and ignore other areas of life. Like you are, you know, and, and I apologize for saying this, but a badass entrepreneur woman with a family and you're killing it in both arenas. And, and, you know, like I said, I'm not patting you on the back. I'm just saying like what I see. And, and I want people to notice that, that you really don't need to go ahead and give up one for the other. Like you don't need to say, you know what, I don't have time for my family, you know, and that's why my, you know, I, my relationship with my spouse sucks and that's this. I mean, you're, you're proof that, you can make it both work. It's it's not, and, and you've said it before, it's not easy, but you can no, make it work. It's not easy and, and you will definitely fail along the way and make mistakes. And I was telling a girlfriend of mine who's a new mom and she's kind of going through it a little bit. And I said, look, you just wake up every day saying you're gonna try your absolute best to be the best mother, wife, and employee, but also know you will fail. One Today you may suck and tomorrow you're going to be a superhero and that's okay as long as your intentions are there, you're um, trying as hard as you can and you have to, again, keep perspective on it all because you can't do everything well all the time and that's okay as long as you have, you know, a support system around you who like, loves you and supports you and is okay the days that you think you failed and, and, and supports you and celebrates you the days that you think you did well. So, you know, it's, it, it's impossible to be perfect at everything, but it definitely is a is attainable to be able to be present in all parts of your life. Um, you just have to try, you just have to put, make, put the effort in and make it work. You know, I agree a hundred percent. And now, because I want to be respectful of your time, I, I want to ask you that million dollar question so I can then let you go. But uh, the million dollar question, if there was a billboard of you in Times Square and you know living in Manhattan for, or Brooklyn, Manhattan, working all that for a long time, you know how busy Times Square can be, not during quarantine, mm -hmm. but, <laughs> mm -hmm. but um, it's going to be a picture of you and it could be of you doing anything. It could be you in, you know, really awesome clothes. It could be you in sporty clothes. It could be you in a bikini laying on the beach next to your husband, but it's you are the main focus. What are you going to have it say on it? Oh gosh, I got a whole billboard in Times Square. Whole billboard um, in Times Square. Everybody's going to see it. Okay. I have two. Okay. Can I have give you two answers? <laughs> <laughs> sure. You can give me two answers. Um, so, well, the first one is, is, um, 
get your ass out and vote. <laughs> and I, I can't stress that enough. I know that's like, so like, Oh, of course she's a millennial and she wants to talk about voting. I can't, <laughs> I mean, but it doesn't no, I don't fine. care if anyone judges my answer. Um, I, and Jen, we, we spent a lot of time like encouraging people to vote personally, professionally. And that was, is 100% what I would say is get your ass out and vote. Um, no picture of me, just like big caps and you know, whatever. We're going to have, um, we're going to have at the, the exclamation point at the bottom, that little dot at the end, it's going to be your face. Cause your face has to be on the billboard. Fine, so. fine, fine, fine. fine. <laughs> it can say, Melissa says, get your ass out of here. Um, Perfect. Perfect. I like it. I think um, that's good. And, and it's, 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 you know, very fitting, right? It's an election year. And every time, I mean, we don't have a lot of people voting for what is a very important role. So I agree with you hundred percent. I, I, I like it. Yeah. I mean, not enough people care about these things. So, um, Hopefully they will this year. Um, and I guess it just more kind of holistically, I guess I think mine would say, <laughs> this is one of my um, kind of mottos in life is if you don't ask, you won't know. Um, meaning I, I'm of the mindset that you ask for anything of anyone, because if you don't, how would you know if you can have or get something or not? So I have no... Um, I have no shame in asking for almost anything. And so, uh, and I think that's like an important thing for young people to live by. If you don't ask, you won't know. Um, that's about a raise, a title promotion, a, you know, uh, do you want to go out with me? Like literally anything. If you don't ask, you will not know. So I think that would probably be what I would have my billboard say. Um, and it that's awesome. Picture yeah. of me with my thumbs up. <laughs> with your thumbs. I like it. I like yeah. it. That's awesome. No, I love that. I think that's that's a great motto to to you know to have. And I think if most people look at life that way, you'll become more successful, right? Like you don't know. Uh, it, it reminds me of a, a a quote from a very famous hockey player, Wayne Gretzky, and he said, "You hundred percent of the shots you don't take." And that's yes. it's very fitting. Like if you don't ask, exactly, you're, you're, it's it, the answer is always going to be no. Then, right? So I exactly. I love that. I think I think that was awesome. And I want to thank you for your time. And I want to you know just uh, say I had a really good time uh, chatting with you. And maybe we'll do uh, another podcast in the the near future over the next like month or two. We'll we'll do a whatever Wednesday episode together. Yeah. What you know anything for you, Jeremy? You tell me where I need to be, and I'll be there. I love it. I love it. You and Sean are, are, are two of my favorite people. Fran, she says all the time, like, you know, we, we should hang out with them more often, but we're not by you guys. So it's hard to do. <laughs> Come visit us. Come and stay for a weekend. It'll be so fun. We might take you up on that. That would be a lot of fun. I would fun, love I it. I, we would love it. Please do. So I, I appreciate your time and thank you very much. All right. Let's go ahead and give a quick shout out to our sponsors. SaberCon Concrete Restoration, for all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, why don't you give Jim and Scott a call. And VitFit Keys, where Mel will kick your butt into shape, now offering Zoom classes.